Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hello, and welcome to day two of the Calm the F Down 21 Day Challenge designed to help us all deal with the stress of this global pandemic without being either out of touch or an a-hole. For this and the next 13 episodes, we're going to figure out how to dial it down a notch and feel better, because when you feel better, you can do better. Today's big idea is taking an objective, non-judgmental, genuinely curious look at the things we are using to numb out now. Like, oh, I don't know, wine, maybe, anybody? (laughs) Or maybe it's weed. Or maybe your thing is something else. Beer, liquor, pills. Whatever it is, I'm not here to tell you not to do it. I'm just saying, be mindful about it. Make it a conscious choice. Why? Because while there's a time and a place for everything, if you're automatically choosing to numb instead of feel, it's going to start taking a toll. The other day I was on Twitter. I've been spending a lot of time on Twitter lately. And I saw a tweet from Taffy Brodesser Ackner. She writes amazing profiles for the New York Times, and she also wrote an incredible book called Fleischman is in Trouble. It's getting all kinds of accolades, won a bunch of awards. She's hilarious. And she tweeted, the first cup of coffee is so good that it encourages the second cup, but the second cup is always bad. Why? (laughs) It's totally made me laugh. And I don't even drink coffee, but I understand what she meant because it reminds me of the one glass of wine that I love to drink. You know. I love wine because it's stress relieving. It's delicious, mostly. I mean, I'm not that much of a wine snob, but I don't tend to drink it if it just tastes terrible to me. It's like a communal thing. You know, you're sitting down with somebody, maybe you're sitting down with friends. Back in our old lives, we used to have Friday night pizza night, and that was oftentimes the first glass of wine I'd had in several days. Just felt really fun to raise a glass with friends. Now I've been having a glass of wine around the table, and my husband and I cheers. Heck, wine is even part of the Mediterranean diet. Like, it's supposed to help people live longer. The problem is that after one glass of wine, a second glass seems like a really great idea. And the second glass of wine, well, for me, is uh, no bueno. That's when I generally wake up at 2 a.m. and can't get back to sleep for a little while. I don't know if that's because I'm about to turn 50 or what. It's been going on for a few years now. In normal times, I try to keep alcohol to the weekends. Like I said, I wait for pizza night for the most part. But these are not normal times. When Corona first started, I was drinking wine five or six nights a week. I mean, seriously, one of the first things we did as I went to the BJ's, like our version of Costco, and bought so many groceries, I couldn't even hardly fit them in the house. And we bought a case of wine. I started having a glass when I was cooking dinner. It made cooking dinner a lot more fun. And then by the time we sat down, I was ready for a second. At first, it seemed really like fun and decadent, even kind of helpful, to be honest. 
Lately, my sleep has been taking a toll. Even my sweatpants were starting to feel a little tight there. You know, I would wake up in the morning and just feel a little foggy. Felt like I'd been maybe sucking on a cotton ball all day long. I don't know. I just started to realize like, "Eh, this is not really serving me. I know I'm not alone here. This is how these things work. They do some good. They take the edge off. They help you relax. They make you a little loose. Maybe you feel a little warm in your chest. Nothing wrong with any of that. But if you start to pay attention, at some point, you kind of start to realize that the thrill you get, the little like, ooh, (laughs) when you think about having the glass of wine, or even the flush of those first few sips, are kind of outweighed by the aftermath, by the fuzzy memory, the impaired sleep, maybe even regret for what you said or did or how you passed out in your kid's bed when you were putting them to bed. Also, wine or weed or whatever you use to numb out and loosen up aren't the only ways to get these feelings. There's plenty of ways to unwind and they don't come with unpleasant side effects. There's things like touching, laughing, doing breathing exercises, stretching, meditating. They can all give you a real nice and really real kind of a high. The opportunity here is to start to lean more into these methods that don't have unpleasant side effects so that you can find a better balance. I know how easy it is to say, it's quarantine, it's corona, I need this alcohol. I have said these very same words. But maybe now we also have kind of an opportunity to start to do the things that are better for us because we're in such a fishbowl, you kind of get quicker feedback on how the the wine or the weed or the whatever you're drinking really isn't helping you out that much. And then maybe if you start to do these other things a little bit more, you don't have to feel dependent on some kind of substance to help you feel like you want to feel. Doing this stuff helps you realize how much agency you have to help yourself feel really groovy and even keeled and in the flow. And then when you're doing these things, you don't need the wine or need the weed. You can save that stuff for when it's just for fun or truly medicinal, like you, honest to God, had a really tough day. Maybe it becomes just a weekend kind of a thing or even just your Friday night jam. Know this, though. I am not talking about depriving yourself. I am talking about making it so you only ever have the cup of coffee or the equivalent of the cup of coffee, wine beer, liquor, whatever, that is perfect and delicious and makes you feel great. And you spare yourself the disappointment of the second cup of coffee, which doesn't taste so great, which leaves you feeling having like you have a bitter taste in your mouth. Wouldn't that be nice? So here's your tiny assignment. There's two pieces to this. For the next few days, write down everything you do or take or drink to numb out. You can't change a habit you don't know you have, right? So is it four times a week or five or six or seven? When you have it, how much do you have? Just write this down somewhere. This is not like you don't need to delve into your feelings about what you were feeling when you did it. I just want some like stats. Maybe you can write it on your contact log that we're supposed to be keeping. You know, the journal of all the people you come into contact with that many governors are asking us to keep. You just want to see. And then... So that perhaps you can reduce that subconscious need for the wine or the weed or the whatever. Let your breath come to your rescue. Try this simple breathing exercise before you pour yourself a glass. So as you inhale, you imagine calm 
pervading every cell of your body, carried in by your breath. And as you exhale, you visualize every little piece of angst you've got being drawn out of your body where it can evaporate into the air. Repeat this as many times as you like, but I want you to know that even if you just do this one time with an intention, you can create a noticeable change in your just overall well-being. And then whatever your thing is can become more of a break glass in case of emergency moment. I hope that this exercise and that taking a look at what you're using to numb yourself out and how often you're doing it and how much of it you're having will help you find a level that's right for you. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 